0: We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace With The Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Peace with the Process. This is your host, Blake Gann. So, I want to thank you guys for your patience today. I woke up with some kind of a crud in my throat and a headache. It's not COVID. I'm all good there, but I'm working through it and I'm pushing through it and I'm going to be all right. But I appreciate you guys uh, being patient with me if you can hear it in my voice. Um, but I'm super excited to start November off with our first guest, Mr. Paul Angoni. I heard him on another podcast where I just connected with his message so much. He has a Passion for the 20 something generation and equipping them with the tools and the knowledge that they need to succeed in life. And because he didn't have that growing up, he didn't have that going through his 20s. So he wants to be the person to forerun that tool belt and really have the 20 something generation be able to use what he's gone through and his knowledge that he's acquired over the years to help them set themselves up for the rest of their lives and I really connected with that message and he is the creator of allgrownup.com that's g-r-o-a-n he'll talk about that in the episode today but before we jump into that I want to ask you guys are you building a lifestyle are you trying to make changes in your life and grow into the man or the woman that you want to be and whether that be a business whether that just be You know, really developing who you are. If that's the case, head over to Facebook and check out the Peace with the Process Facebook group. So that's where like minded individuals like yourself are going to be and communicate, talk about today's episodes, uh, as well as you know, getting into deeper discussions and sharing their successes and their downfalls in that Facebook group. I don't just let anybody into that Facebook group. You got to answer some of those questions uh, to, to pass through. And then, you know, I might even ask a few follow-up questions depending on how those are filled out. But I don't want to have just, you know, anybody in there who's just wanting to stand by and, uh, you know, just observe. I want people who want to participate. You know, they want to put themselves out there and they want to interact with everybody else in the group so if that sounds like something you've been looking for go check it out that's peace with the process facebook group you can also head over to peace with the process the facebook page give us a thumbs up and that's where you can stay in the know on all the different things that we have going on at peace with the process it's not just the podcast i am working on my first book uh, hoping to have that published in 2021 and then have that for available to you guys as well along with several other things that are in the pipeline, uh, just to kind of keep this keep this growth journey going. So I'm super excited about everything that I have coming up, and I'll divulge more of that as we get through the rest of this year. But I want to ask that you please leave a rating and review before you hop off this podcast. I want to thank everybody who has left their five-star reviews. Uh, it's very much appreciated. I know you went out of your way to do that Uh, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, Those ratings and reviews really help get this show ranked on Apple Podcasts, and that's going to help more people get these conversations like the ones that we're having today with Mr. Paul Angoni. So I will go ahead and get started and introduce you to today's guest. All right, Paul, it's great to have you on the show today. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Blake.
0: Good, man. Awesome. So uh, I've caught a little bit of of some of your other podcasts that you've done. And I'm really excited to have you on the show. You are a speaker and an author. One of those books being the 101 questions you need to ask in your twenties. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to, to get to read that, but let's start off by talking about how did you, how did you get into,
1: um,
0: all grown up is, is one of your businesses as well.
1: Yeah, so it is um, all grown up and spelled G R O A N. That's how you're, you know, like you're groaning in pain. Allgrownup.com. Right. Um, man, it is a long story how I got to that website, but basically it was it was because of a lot of failure that that website came to be. That was not my vision initially. That wasn't my dream. My dream was to be a best-selling author. I had no idea how to make that happen, but that's just what that was the goal. And then I learned slowly all the different steps that it would take to get to that place. And part of that was, okay, you got to start a website. You got to learn social media, blogging, PR, uh, you know, marketing, just the, the whole array of skills that would then go into that one vision.
0: Right. That's awesome. So when, did, when was it? So with all grown up, there's a lot of focus around uh, people in their 20s. And so where does that passion come from speaking to that generation?
1: Yeah, I think for, for many of us, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, how do I find my passion? You know, I think a lot of people want to find that purpose, that passion, that thing that, you know, they doesn't even feel like work. You know, that's the phrase we're throwing around these days. Mm -hmm. And I, and I often say, well, it's easy. I got, I got a fail proof way for you to find your passion. And the only way to do that is to fail miserably at something, humiliate yourself, embarrass yourself. Nothing goes as it's planned. Relatives start calling you up, asking you if you're okay, start calling your parents and saying they need to bring you back home because you're, you're a screw up, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, just picture massive failure. But then the next day you get back up and you're like, I still want to do that thing, whatever it is, you know, and, and you just feel like something it's deep inside of you that I have to do this. And that's what it was for me when writing about people in their 20s mainly because I felt like such a failure in my 20s. And so that, that topic, I felt like wasn't really being covered, this kind of transition into adulthood. How do you be successful? How do you find out who you're going to marry? How do you figure out where you're going to live? You know, all these big, life-crushing, overwhelming, ambiguous questions. Right. And so that's when I really – so it's just so personal to me. And so oftentimes I'll tell people, man, hey, in some of your deepest pains – and some of your deepest frustrations, the hardest things that you've had to go through, in some ways, that is your secret sauce to your purpose and passion because you will care about that thing more than anybody else in the world because you know what it's like to face that problem. So, you're going to want to alleviate that for yourself and for other people,
0: right? Right, absolutely. And I and I love that, I love the message. Uh, obviously, I'm in my 20s, 25. So smack dab in the middle of them.
1: Yeah, you're got, you really, got that quarter life crisis, uh, f- f- you know, action going on there. You know, the phrase that we throw around these days.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Realizing that uh, if I live to be a hundred, I've already lived a quarter of the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love, I actually, I don't, and I don't know how I stumbled upon this way of looking at it, but everything that's gone on in the past 25 years from, you know, preschool all the way to graduating high school to you know, the first few years of a job. Now I have to live that time span over another 25 years. So I've got a whole another 25 years, I guess is the way that I look at it.
1: Yeah, and sure.
0: I think that's, I think that's really helped me out. Um, so getting, getting everything started, what was some of the early struggles that you had, uh, you know, getting it up and running and becoming that author?
1: Well, again, you know, like I, I, I mentioned before, you know, it was a lot of failure. You know, the, the old phrase that it takes about 10 years to create an overnight success. I would say that pretty much fit me pretty well. And not that I was a, a overnight, you know, huge name overnight success, but to get even a glimmer of, okay, published book. It took me about 10 years of the grind of failure and of rejection to make that happen. You know, so to become an author, there's different ways to do it. I was trying to go a more traditional route where you have a literary agent and the agent pitches your proposal out to publishers. And we did that for years. There's a lot of stories wrapped up in that. But basically, I got rejected by by every publisher we went to. Right. So I had to uh, make a decision to either give up completely or start over and start a new strategy. So that's what I did. I, I chose to... End the relationship with my agent, which was really the only thing I had going for me. But I just felt like I have to go a completely different way and it's going to take some more time. So I'm not going to waste their time. I'm not going to waste my time. So I went back and got a master's degree, started studying and researching a lot in regards to what I was already writing about, becoming more knowledgeable about the topic. And then I launched my website out of my master's degree as kind of a capstone type project I was able to convince a professor to let me lump that into getting a grade, which forced me to then have to do it. Uh, so I couldn't procrastinate anymore. So that's what led me to then starting all grown up as a website to start building a platform and reaching an audience without a gatekeeper being a publisher saying, yes, we'll let you in. Yes. You can now start speaking to people. You know, that's the beauty of technology and what we're doing right now is that we don't have to have the gatekeeper to say yes. Uh, we can do it ourselves, but we all obviously have to do it really well and have a unique voice and, and begin be speaking to a specific problem for anybody then to want to check in on us to start building that audience, that trust. Uh, and that's, that's huge. Whatever business we're in, you know, we're just seeing more and more how that really pays off in the long run, uh, whether you're making sales, selling real estate, becoming an author or whatever it is. You know, growing that trust, growing that platform online is huge. So That's what I've been doing and grinding at uh, with all growing up since 2011 is when I launched the website. So it's nine years old on the Internet, which is like dog years, right? That's like 45, <laughs> 50 years old in Internet years.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I, I love that uh, That one of the things that you bring to your content, your books, uh, is is the humor. You know, you're not clear cut and dry, about the things that you're wanting to teach uh, and, and bring in that humor. Uh, really, I think that's one, your dy- one of your dynamics that I connected with.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I think for all of us, again, whatever field we're in, you know, it's really starting to hone in. You know, I think that's what's part of our 20s too. It's that process of really honing in on some key areas that you're starting to learn about yourself. You know, and one of that being a skill set. So there's certain, certain skills that you have, Blake, that I, I could never touch. And there's probably some skills that I have that maybe you would never be able to uh, aspire to in the same way because we're each gifted in different ways. So it's really honing in on those strengths, those skills. And so one of mine was always kind of sarcasm and humor. Now my wife will tell you that's not a really great skill to have when I'm being <laughs> sarcastic with her. She might have a different take on it. Right. But when it comes to writing and yeah, I just want to be authentic. I want to be raw. I want to be real and I want to, yeah, I want to get funny. I don't want to make it so serious. I, I want to, you know, have that good mix or one page I'm getting somebody laughing and then the next page, maybe I'm getting them, you know, crying, you know, if I can, you know, and I'm trying to get to where we're building that relationship together and and they're seeing that, man, I'm just a real guy and I have real struggles too, but humor is one of those avenues, uh, hopefully get me there. So again, for each of us, you know, really honing in on some of those skills that, you know, you might have really strong empathy. You might be able to serve people really well. You might be able to lead or research, you know, those skills and then just start creating ways where you can utilize that skill more and more in your field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Taking that, that your personality and using that to, to gain your following because somebody is going to connect with how you come across as opposed to someone's going to want someone to call you out on your bs and and just kind of be in your face about it and some people want to make sure that they can connect with you and they can sit back and relax while they're learning everything as well.
1: So yeah. That's that's fantastic. Exactly. And for all of us too, you know, what what you might appreciate in humor, there's going to be a handful of Amazon reviews that are going to light me up saying I'm the biggest dork, I'm the biggest idiot. I'm trying to be funny but I'm not. He needs to put give it a rest, you know. So, you'll get called out on that too, you know. And, and that can right. and that can be hard, especially when it feels like, man, no, this is something I really enjoy doing, or I feel like I have a skill set in. So we also have to be careful of what I call, you know, reality checkers. Who are always trying to kind of give you that reality check, like a hockey player in the glass. Um, we got to be careful about that too, about who we're going to let speak into that dream and that skill set. Sometimes we need that wise voice to say, hey you got to get better at this, you got to work harder at this, but then also we have to recognize the voice that's saying, you know, bringing in their own insecurities into the conversation and they don't want to see you succeed. So they're going to keep reality checking you as you're pursuing this bigger thing.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Making sure that, uh, that our, that we control, you know, what we allow to get all the way through. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. So I'd love to talk a little bit about your book, uh, 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it, it's kind of a series, actually. It started with 101 Secrets for Your 20s. And then about five years after that book came out, I decided to do another one kind of in the same thread um, and make it 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s. And it started, I mean, the idea, I mean, from a technical standpoint, it started with a blog article where I wrote a blog called 11 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s. And that blog article was really popular and was sharing a ton. And I even wrote, I think I wrote for um, a, a website called Relevant, Relevant Magazine. Um, and I wrote for them, and that article, I think, was the most read article they had all year. And they have thousands and thousands of articles. So that was obviously kind of a no-brainer in a way of, hey, I've proven, and that's what publishers are looking for, right? That's what businesses are looking for, somebody to prove to, the, to that you, you, you're proving the market. And, um, and so that's kind of what I was able to do with that article to say, hey, people are resonating with this content. They're sharing it. They're really liking it. So, hey, I think it's a no-brainer. Let's turn this into a book and fit it within the same scope as my 101 Secrets book, which was you know, pretty successful as well. So it's kind of building, that was kind of a stepstone stone to build on that success. And then I, you know, this book was important to me because I feel like too many books are trying to give you some formula or here's all the answers or follow my path. You know, and there's a lot of guys and gals doing that, you know, follow my seven steps, take my course, do exactly as I say, and you'll be as successful as I am. Right. For, for me, I wanted to help people find their own formula or their own framework, again, based on who they are. So my idea was just to ask some hopefully really good questions and bring some text into it, bring some stories, bring some humor, bring some of my own experience into that question to help guide them. Uh, But in the end, hopefully they're coming up with some answers on their own instead of me just force feeding my path of success. I wanted to help them find their path of success.
0: Yeah, perfect. I absolutely agree with that. Everybody's got a a different path that they got to take to get to where they're going and, uh, it, everything needs to be custom fit in my opinion. Uh, so would you be willing to, to, to throw us a couple of those questions as sure. far as the 101 of them, which ones uh, kind of, which one do you think are, are resonating the
1: most? Yeah, man. That's sometimes people ask me that question and I'll go so blank. Oh, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> What did I write in that book? I can't even remember a word. You know, it's funny. But uh, no, there's one that stands out. I've been thinking about this one today, actually. And I don't know what question number it is. But I asked this question of, who will I not be able to help if I give up now? Mm. And so it's kind of that, it's that future reaching question. When we hit the failure, when we hit the obstacles, when we hit, when everything falls apart. Right. That was a question I kept asking. In, in a way, when I was getting rejected by all these publishers, I kept saying, you know, no, what, I, I, can't, I can't quit because I know there's people out there that need this message, that need this kind of book. I, I know it. I can feel it. And so that's what kept me going is, is that picture of literally like, you know, somebody standing on a ledge and they're going to jump, you know, and it could be as serious as that. Um, and you had to do a lot of stuff to get to that point to be next to them. You had, you had a five-year, 10-year journey to get right next to them so you could be there right at that point for you to hold them back and say, no, don't do this. You know, I kind of picture it in that same kind of epic way because I think we all need that kind of future. We need those faces. We need those people. We need that that kind of idea that I, you know, I can't, there's just too much riding on this for me to give up. Um, so that's one question. Another question, uh, and I won't be as long-winded on this one, but it's another question that I'm thinking about a lot recently, and it came from a man named Seth Godin, who's a you know podcaster, entrepreneur, best-selling author, extraordinaire. Has written a ton of books, and I asked him. He's been kind of a mentor of mine. I've been lucky enough to kind of interact with him. And I asked Seth, you know, what do, what's a question twenty-somethings should be asking? And he and he responded, is um, what is fear holding you back from doing, and is it worth it? Wow. So, so, so that was a real powerful, I really love the, and is it worth it question to follow up the fear? Because I think a lot of us can get, we, we, we can get constrained by that fear. Again, fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, fear of going broke, whatever, whatever that fear is. But then when you follow it up with the, and is it worth it? Is it worth compromising? Is it worth settling? Is it worth, you know, taking that job that you hate and just doing it for 40 years because you never gave it a chance? whatever that it is. So I love that. I always think about that question from Seth Godin who's a man who's risked and is an entrepreneur extraordinaire and has businesses that have failed but then others that have succeeded. So that really was a personal one to me.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm with you. I love that, you know, is it worth it at the end because you know that resonates with what I think a lot of people need to need to realize when they're on that path is it's the excuses portion of it. So you know, having having those fears is all. It's, it's fine. Everyone's going to have those fears. But then, when you reach that fear, are you going to allow yourself to come up with excuses? So you got to ask yourself, is it worth it to get beyond whatever excuse it is that you may be having for not going past that fear or not coming yeah. face to face with that fear? Because yeah. if, if it's if it's worth it, I'll make it happen. But if it's not worth it, I'll make excuses.
1: Yeah. And and you're right. And that will tell you a lot about why you're in this in the first place. Again, is is it deeply rooted in in something that you really feel like you need to do? Or was this just some quick, you know, get rich quick scheme or a way to look really cool to your friends or on social media? Because if it's one of those, yeah, you'll probably, it won't be worth it. The sacrifice won't be worth it at that point.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good point as well doing a lot of things for the recognition or doing it for the clout is, uh, it's definitely not going to sustain you long enough to get you past those. Is it worth it moments? Yeah. Um, so I, I love the questions Two Very powerful questions. And I, I can't wait to read uh, the other 99. Uh, there are so many more questions <laughs> and two of them being so powerful. Um, so I know I, I put you on the spot a little bit with that one. If you're all right, I'd like, to, I'd like to put you on the spot for the, uh, the 101 Secrets, if you don't mind.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, that, that one, um, there, gosh, there's, a, there's, there's some of them that stick to me really clearly. One of them kind of ties into what we were already talking about, but it just says it in a different way. Uh, and if, if anybody's heard me before, they've probably heard me say this one because I love it. I just think about it a lot. Is that the possibility for greatness and embarrassment both exist in the same space. If you're not willing to be embarrassed, you're probably not willing to do anything great. So, you know, again, in this social media age that we're all living in, you know, I think there's just such, we're, 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 we're all trying to put that perfect image up. You know, I think we always have, but now we've got so many more tools to tailor that perfect image and to constantly be sharing that perfect image. So really what it does is it chains us down. It just chains us down from risking or taking that chance because again, what will people think about me or I'll have nothing cool to post or nothing sexy to post. So I always love that secret of, you know, you gotta be willing to embarrass yourself. Come on, man. That's, you know, the biggest risk we can take in our life and especially in our twenties is not taking any risks at all. Like that's the biggest risk, you know, risk now, wherever you're at, whether you're 23 or you're 55 or whatever, take the risk now. Uh, cause it's going to be harder later on and, and you'll keep making those excuses again, not to do it.
0: Right. Right. No, that, that's definitely another powerful one as well. You know, it's, we stop ourselves too much by thinking we need to have everything figured out before we take that first step. I think so many people block themselves by waiting to have, you know, the perfect camera, the perfect mic all of this so that you come off as having everything together. Uh, yeah. When in reality, what everyone's crying out for right now is authenticity. They don't yeah, want somebody exactly. who's faking it. They don't want somebody who's, who's pretending to be perfect. They want to know that you struggled in the beginning, you know, cause that's, everyone loves an underdog to see yeah. somebody come from, uh, you know, being in a place of willing to just put themselves out there.
1: And, exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And that actually makes me think of a, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a new book. Not many people know about it. It's coming out in the spring. So I'm gonna start talking about it soon. But it's called 25 Lies, 20-somethings Need to Stop Believing. So again, I obviously love numbers and lists within books, <laughs> apparently. But 25 Lies really is trying to get down to the lies that I think a lot of us believe. But it's just kind of couched again in that early stages of, of going through this 20-something life. And that was one of the lies that I touch on is that it's got to be perfect. And, um, and I use the example of this man named Sam Phillips, and I won't go into his whole story, but basically Sam Phillips is the guy that uh, discovered Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, Jerry Lee Lewis, B.B. Uh, King. I mean, there's a list. I mean, just Johnny Cash and Elvis alone, you know, these are kind of the kings of rock and roll and country music. And they were all discovered by this, this one man operation in this little storefront in Memphis, Tennessee. And that was his whole mantra was, was about perf- uh, perfect imperfection or imperfect perfection. So he was all about that. Don't let the fear of perfection. And when, when artists were recording, he just wanted it to be raw and honest and authentic to them. He didn't want them trying to sound like the popular artists on the radio of the day. You know, and that's why he discovered like Elvis and Johnny Cash, which were really two genre busting artists who didn't sound like country music or like rock and roll music should have because rock and roll didn't really exist until Sam Phillips and Elvis Presley came on the scene. So I love that idea that there, there is no perfect time. So just, just start now. Perfect imperfection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You never know when you're going to be the next new thing just because you came on, you came onto the screen, uh, authentic and, and and you may even create a whole new movement that people, Uh, get wrapped up in trying to duplicate what you've done and you did it organically. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And and that's great. That was actually going to be one of my questions is something that you had coming up. So I'm definitely looking forward for that new book to come out and I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled for that. Um, We are getting a little bit toward the end here and I wanted to ask and make sure that everyone knows uh, where to get in contact with you, where to follow you and and stay up to speed with what you have going on.
1: Yeah, thanks, Blake. Um, yeah, it's allgrownup.com is my home base still. And it's G-R-O-A-N is how you spell grown, allgrownup.com. And uh, you can reach me through the website or you can email me at paul at allgrownup.com. Again, you got to spell grown the correct way, uh, G-R-O-A-N, as I say. But um, yeah, feel free to email me. I'm, I'm open. I'm, I, I love hearing from people and I'm, I'm definitely accessible in that way. Or you can you know reach me through Twitter at Paul Angoni, Instagram through Paul Angoni. If you can figure out how to spell Angoni, if you, if you Google something related to Angoni, A-N-G-O-N-E, you might, you'll might hopefully find it somewhere. But uh, right. yeah, feel free to reach out. If you got, if you got any questions, you wanna to talk, talk to me about anything, uh, feel free to connect.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. It's, uh, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I'm looking really forward, once I get your book in, to start uh, with 101 questions you need to ask in your 20s. And then I'm actually gonna, because you you informed me that the 101 secrets came out before that i'm gonna hop on that one as well i'm gonna follow this adventure because i i'm like you i do i love the numbers and and, and i love the deep thinking uh, that you're bringing in these books so well thanks I'll definitely be following that uh, i definitely suggest uh, our listeners to follow to follow those as well if, if your message connected with them um and it's awesome to have you on the show man hey thanks, thanks blake
1: yeah thanks for doing what you're doing and keep on doing the work man
0: Mr. Paul Angoni, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, I've always connected with his message and I continue to follow him on his journey to see all the things that he has going on. Make sure you keep an eye out for his new book coming out March 2021. I'm very excited for that. I actually have my own copy of the uh, 101 questions to ask in your 20s and very excited About that, I've been reading that with a friend of mine at the coffee shop each morning and going through those questions and I can say that they've definitely been some really great conversation starters, Uh, you know, really learning a lot about uh, each other when we go through those questions as well as learning a lot about myself. And, you know, when I get some time to sit down and actually reflect over those questions, uh, it's definitely helped me in to realizing some of my own personal downfalls and some of my own personal strengths. So if you haven't already gotten your copy of that book, check it out. You can also check him out at allgrownup.com. That's G-R-O-A-N. I guess in your groaning, he mentions that earlier, and I'll make sure to put that in the uh, notes section as well so you can take a look at that and check out that book as well as any of his other publications. Very excited to have had Paul on the show today, and I want to thank everybody for listening. And if you have not left a rating and review by now, go ahead and head over to your little three dots there or down to my main page and leave us a rating and review. It is extremely appreciated. I thank you guys so much for the ratings that you've given me so far. Check us out on peacewiththeprocess.com. I put in monthly blog articles on there. My first one from last month on do you know what you value has been posted as well as a few videos that i put on YouTube if you're not a reader I would encourage you to be a reader, but hey, if that's just not you, then go right ahead. Check out the YouTube videos that I created for that, just breaking down that article. And keep your eyes out for the next article this month. I'll be writing another one and putting out some videos for that one as well. So as always, thank you guys so much for hopping on the show, checking us out, and I'll see you next time.